0: The book of Ephesians again, Ephesians chapter number two, Ephesians Ephesians chapter number three actually tonight will be in Ephesians chapter number three. Uh, Thank you for the music, it's been a blessing as it always is and uh, I hope you understand as a church that we are spoiled. Uh, We are spoiled by uh, the good music that we have, and uh, certainly uh, don't take it for granted it's not that way everywhere. Uh, Ephesians chapter number three, I'm going to read uh, three verses of scripture out of this chapter, and tonight I want to use the time that I have. I don't uh, plan on keeping you very long. I know you get scared when I say that, Uh, but I don't plan on keeping you very long, but I want to give you some things to think about. And there's some things that you and I both have to decide, and I hope that maybe we have already decided, and maybe it reinforces what we've already decided, or we begin thinking as a Christian, there are some things that I need to determine in my heart, in my life before I'm faced or presented uh, with Uh, That decision uh, decided before that time comes some of the greatest advice and counsel that I heard uh, from preaching and in a practical manner as a young man uh, and then as a uh, younger adult man was go ahead and decide what you believe uh, before it's ever tested. And once you decide it, you set it there, and then uh, then you don't ever have to revisit it. And so there's principles that we live by. And so tonight I want us to give us some things to think about. Ephesians chapter number 3, look at me at verse number 1. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. Paul is writing the church at Ephesus from prison. Notice verse 13. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is writing from prison. Paul speaks of his tribulations that they knew about. He says in verse number one, for this cause. Verse number 14, for this cause. Tonight I want to preach a message Uh, using those same three words as the title of my message this evening, for this cause. Father, help us tonight as we look into your word once again. May the life of Paul speak to us this evening. May uh, the words uh, that you have preserved for us, may uh, they speak to us, may they challenge us. Uh, Father, may they provoke some thinking and some decisions to be made and Father, may the results of this message, uh, even uh, long after we uh, say our final goodbye tonight, may uh, it stay with us as we begin to uh, think of these things and decide some things for us, our families. And Father, I pray that your will will be done. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we've already mentioned, Paul is writing this epistle, this letter from prison. Uh, why was Paul in prison? What were his crimes? Well, to think of the what Paul was in prison for, and he wrote several of the epistles from prison. Uh, The book of Acts gets some light on the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul. Uh, His uh, ministry was certainly monumental. And uh, what we are beneficiaries all these hundreds and hundreds of years later from the ministry of the Apostle Paul and how God used him. Uh, But his crimes were the cause. And when Paul, empowered by the Spirit of God, would preach in a city, it caused a stir. Sometimes the converts, there would be so many converts that those uh, that were in the idol business lost business. They no longer uh, had customers to buy their false idols. The preaching stirred the citizens of that city. The religious crowd would form a mob and come and demand that uh, those that had the authority do something about these troublemakers that have disrupted our way of life. Paul found himself being threatened. Paul found himself being beaten. Paul found himself being imprisoned. We know that God is going to allow him to get to Rome because God, uh, his plan was to get the gospel to Rome. Paul would leave uh, the cell and face execution and leave the cell and enter into the presence of the Lord. Uh, This was the ministry of Paul. Uh, Why would Paul endure that? We know, we know that he did, and we praise God for it. But think about it. Put yourself in that situation. Why would Paul endure all of those things? Well, he gives insight in Ephesians chapter number 3 when he says, for this cause. Paul was not in prison just to be in prison. He was willing to write this letter to the Christians from prison for this cause. He mentions in verse number 13 his tribulations, the tribulations that the church knew of, the tribulations that he spoke to Timothy about and reminded Timothy of, uh, the, the trouble uh, that Paul had. Paul, when he came into a city, he found out very quickly where the jail was. Because that is where his ministry, his preaching was going to take them. But he writes in verse 14, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why would Paul uh, put himself and allow himself to endure these things? Very simple. It's for this cause. There's something I've learned in my 48 years is that everybody has a cause. No matter what they say, they have a cause uh this world has a cause political parties have a cause governments have a cause activists have a cause everybody has a cause but paul writes for this cause there's a difference in quote unquote causes and even good causes in this cause what is this cause it's the cause of the lord jesus christ it is the preaching of the gospel It is taking the good news of the death, the burial, the resurrection, a risen Savior. No longer are you bound by by the chains of religion and and, and inadequacy of the law. Christ came and fulfilled the law. That is the cause of Christ. Paul and these other apostles were commissioned by Christ to preach the world to the gospel, to be witnesses. Uh, Paul had been commissioned by the church to start churches and. The gospel was going to spread after Christ was resurrected. That scripture tells us that they filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. They filled Jerusalem with the converts of Christ. Through persecution, they were dispersed. The church commissioned men like Paul. And Paul certainly was going to be instrumental in the cause of getting the gospel to to Rome and then to the known world at that time. He had a cause. He said, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ. He was willing to be a prisoner of Jesus Christ. That was his cause. The tribulations he had, he was willing to endure because of this cause. Now, I think you and I as Christians, we need to be careful uh, of the causes that we attached our name, attach our name to. He said, for this cause. There is no greater cause than the cause of Jesus Christ. Let me just remind us, uh, the cause of Jesus Christ is greater than the cause of the Republican Party. The cause of Jesus Christ is the greatest cause there is. I think it's important, and I want us to use our minds this evening. I do want to you can probably guess from the outline tonight where I stand. I would assume that I could probably figure out where you stand. But I want us to really ponder some of these things tonight. And I just want to leave you with these simple truths this evening in some areas of our life for us to consider that maybe we're not faced with it today, but we need to be mindful of what will we do when it comes with the cause uh, this past weekend I've referenced it several times uh, being able to be in that ordination council and uh, questioning my own son-in-law about what he believes and he's going to be ordained into the ministry I did have a few questions for him but uh, you know in in, in asking him these questions and there was a couple times questions I asked him and I and I know what he believed and I pressed him on it when it comes comes to the word of God when it comes to the Baptist faith we're on those subjects I asked this question particularly about those subjects Is what you believe about being a Baptist and the Word of God worth dying for? And I was pleased to hear a very quick response, yes. Now, I believe what this Bible teaches is worth dying for. My conviction on the Word of God is not something that's popular. It's something I will die for. And I think it's important, and I bring this up because I think it's important in every child of God, they need to know where the lines are. You need to decide. I give counsel to this with young couples. I give counsel with young preachers or those who are going to go out into the ministry somewhere because you better figure out what hills you'll die on. We have a nation because there are patriots in the past who when they were called upon, there were lines, there were hills that they would literally die on. The martyrs of the faith throughout the centuries, there were hills, to use that terminology, that they would die on. And we don't like to think about this. But one day you and I are going to stand before our Savior who gave himself for us. And it's important when I face him, I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want him to say, how ashamed are we as Christians going to be? We live in the most prosperous time in the history of this world. And yet we sacrifice the least. What the cause for this cause? Now, I don't know. What God's timetable is, I certainly know that Christ's return is imminent. I know this world is changing. I think there's some things that the church needs to think about. I think there's some things that Christians need to think about. The cause generally as a nation, the cause generally as a church, your family and parents, we need to be reminded that part of our cause is rearing our children for the cause of Christ. Uh, We should make no apologies for that. That is a cause. That's something God's entrusted you with. Uh, the, the responsibilities we have as a church, whether they be uh, serving in, in the music ministry, as a Sunday school teacher, whatever it may be, to produce another generation of Christians. Let me give you, I'm going to give you five things this evening that I want you to consider when it comes to this cause. Number one, this cause over career. It may come in the life of a Christian, it may come in your life, Whether you have to choose the cause over career. Um, Make no mistake about it that our nation is changing. And every corporation, uh, to use their terminology, they go woke and decide that all of a sudden they believe certain things that really doesn't matter to most people. But as a Christian, as a cause, if you and I have to choose, if you have to choose your cause over your career, which one are you going to choose? Well, Pastor, if I, if I stick with the church, if I stick with the, the things the Bible teaches, then my career will not advance. Well, that's a question that you're going to have to answer. Paul said, for this cause, I'm a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know how far Paul was willing to go. You and I must ha- decide how far we will go. Paul's dedication to the cause did not endear him to the religious crowd. One thing that has been true since the time of Christ, and it is still true today, that it's the religious crowd that has a problem with Christ and the cause of Christ. Paul did not endure himself to the religious crowd. This is true for preachers. Uh, we don't look at being a, a pastor, and I certainly don't as a career, but a calling. But sadly, we live in a day where men make decisions based on their popularity, based on where they'll preach, and, and quite frankly, the cause is bigger than that churches decide that they would rather be more popular in certain segments of society than stand on truth. Friend, if you and I are going to stand with the cause of Christ, it may mean we have to make some choices. Now, I'm not telling you this evening where, or or the fact that you may even have to deal with this, but you need to think about it. Let me just say this before I move to number two. Number two. I make no apologies for the fact that I think we ought to rear our children for the cause, not a career. I'm not telling you tonight that you shouldn't have a career. I'm not telling you tonight that you shouldn't give your all to a career. I'm not telling you tonight that you shouldn't try and, and, and excel in that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying if God brings to you a decision of a career or the cause, what are you going to choose? What are you going to decide? And I want to remind us all tonight, when it comes to that next generation, the reason why we have a church tonight is there is a generation that before that wanted to rear a generation more in tune with the cause than a career. Amen. Quite frankly, we, you hear this in our Baptist circles, they all oh, churches are dying, churches are dying. Well, you shouldn't have reared the last generation for a career. I, I know it's not popular. It's the truth, though. Now I'm not saying tonight that... Certainly, this preacher is not calling anybody to the ministry, but we ought to rear them with the cause in mind. I make no, I'm, some would hesitate to say this, but I make no mistakes about it. I want my children to be independent, fundamental Baptists. That's, that's what I'm training them to be. And, and, you know, that's what I want our young people, because it's right, it's a Bible position. That ought to be our goal, to rear them, to be faithful to the Lord, the cause, the cause, the cause. God will take care of the career. Most of you, if you're honest, you're working in a line of work that you never thought you'd work in. You're doing things that you never thought you would do. Matter of fact, it's almost a fact. If you, if you go to the college for one thing, it just means you're, you're eliminating that career because that's just the way it works. Some of you got degrees hanging on your wall. You've never used a thing. It's just the way life has worked out. But the cause ought to be what is priority. I'm thankful that, I think of our Christian school ministry. First of all, the education is superior to the public school system. You know, we don't want our kids to be confused about their gender. We don't want them to hate America. Uh, We want them to know that they didn't evolve from, from an amoeba, that God had a special plan for them and created them. That, that's, we want all of that. We want them to have the cause in mind that Jesus is worth serving. He's, he's one that we ought to, to, to give our lives to. I'm thankful for those who, young, young adults who, and I can't say how proud, I, I'm very proud of those that God has sent off into the ministry, but I'm extremely proud of those who God has kept right here, and, and they have that Bible college training. They have that Bible college degree. I'm, a, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not any less proud of them. I'm extremely proud of them and their service for the Lord. That's what gives this, 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 this church strength that those who say, I want to be about the cause. I may still have a career, but the cause is what is most important. But if I have to choose, are we going to choose the cause over our career? Number two, I look in and consider Paul's predicament, his choosing, and we may have to choose the cause over comfort. Let's be honest. In America, we're spoiled. In America, we've gotten soft because we're so spoiled. How sad is it for, the, for Christians to... Bypass the cause because they don't want to give up comfort. To put comfort ahead of the cause of Christ. I'm thankful that I have an understanding of, as an American, I have an understanding of the sacrifice that's been made so that we have the freedoms we have. It's One of the problems in our nation is we're so ungrateful and to give You can't give Rome a pass, really, but you understand there's been a generation that hasn't been taught our history. They don't know the sacrifices that have been been made. You say the names of patriots of of, of centuries gone by, and they have no idea who who these people are. And there's sacrifices. But I'm thankful at the same time that I know my Christian heritage, my Baptist heritage. I know the price that has been paid, the blood that has been spilled, Paul was not concerned about his comfort. Paul was concerned about the cause. Christian, can I help us tonight? I I need to be reminded of this as well. Comfort should not be the priority cause should be. And if we have to make some sacrifices for the cause, then so be it. If we have to make sacrifices and we give up some comfort, then so be it. We need to be reminded tonight that the cause should take precedent over the comfort. Now, I don't, I don't know what God's going to bring in each of our lives. I don't know what God's going to bring in our country. I don't know what, what we're going to face as a church necessarily. But I think we need to think about these things, that if, if the opportunity to aid the cause, advance the cause comes to me, I should be willing to give up some comfort to keep the cause going. I should be willing to make some sacrifices so the cause can go forward. And we've done that as a church. We must continue to do that as a church. And, and quite frankly, mom and dad, you may have to make some sacrifices so that your children have an opportunity to, to, in, to enjoy the cause and to, to, to continue the cause. But we got to be willing to give out some comfort for the cause. Why is it that churches will get started and couples will leave the comfort of their own country to go to other parts of the world because of the cause? If you don't raise your hand... If you're a faithful tither, one you're obedient. But if you give the missions, you realize there's things you could do with that money. But the cause would suffer. What's more important? The cause. And truth of the matter is, let me just let me just tag on the back of that. We're blessed because of our giving. You know, we, you can look at that and say, well, look, at all you get that W-2, and you get that statement from the, from the uh, church at the end of the year, and you say, man, that, I, get, I, could have, I could have bought a new car, or I could have got a nicer car. Well, the old one might have broke down. That promotion you might not have gotten. You might not have stayed healthy. I, that has nothing to do with the cause, but it's just a good, a good reminder. Well, I'd be willing to put the cause over comfort. By the way, let me, let me speak, as I said, I'm proud of our, our young people, but let me speak to our young people just for a moment. Don't put comfort over the cause. We live in the most prosperous days. And, and there's a generation that if you're wise, you have great opportunities in front of you. You have, you have opportunities that the before you didn't have when it comes to comforts and, and prosperity and, and the ability to, to, I mean, you can make a living just by having a cell phone. You have those opportunities, but don't put comfort over the cause. Comfort, you, you look at, I've said enough about that. Number three, Paul didn't put, the, put convenience over the cause. The cause are convenience. And we all have to draw these lines in our life. That's just what I want us to get us to think about tonight. If you're going to serve God, you're going to be inconvenienced. But God didn't promise us that serving him would be convenient. Yeah, you know, we get saved and we get plugged in a church and God doesn't have a meeting with us and say, now, give me your schedule and give me all your responsibilities and I want to I schedule my time with you and make it convenient for you to, to serve me. If we're going to serve the King of kings and Lord of lords, we ought to look at what he desires of us and then fit everything else in around that. It's not always going to be convenient for you to. Uh, if, if, I, I've used the illustration of rearing our children for the Lord. That's not always convenient. It's not always convenient to discipline. It's not always convenient to have everybody where you're supposed to, where you're supposed to be, where they're supposed to be. Especially as your kids get older, and you've got one in this ministry, and one in the team group, and one going over here. I mean, I've just been a taxi driver for the last. You know, I, I should have just signed up with Uber and make my kids Uber me, you know. Then I get, then I get, then I get something out of it. Dad, I need to be here at this time. This, why didn't you tell me before? I, I, I don't know. The point is, it's not always convenient. Um, it's, it's a simple illustration. If you're going to sing in the choir, you have to take a shorter nap on Sunday. It's not always convenient. If you're going to be a witness, you have to take time out of your schedule. To do that if you're going to serve in ministry i'd like to be in the sunday school ministry and, and pastor i'm excited about us getting to be having the space to get all our sunday school classes going in i'd like to serve in it well there's going to be some inconvenience uh paul was inconvenienced they told him what he could do what he could not do where he could go where he could not go he was inconvenienced by that when it comes to serving god what god wants for you i hope we don't put convenience above the cause how well, would serve him in a greater way if it was just more convenient? How, how sad for that to be true in the life of a Christian. It's not going to be convenient. Ministry is work. Serving is work. It's, there's there's going to be some times when you're why did they plan this on this? I just throw a, I throw a dart at, a, at the calendar and say, you know, that's when we're doing it. No, we, we try and plan to be the most convenient. But you know, sometimes we are inconvenienced if we're going to participate in things that the church does. The cause is always convenient. Number four, and this is where I may, I don't think I'll lose anybody here, but maybe it's something that you need to think about in the day we live in. Cause over country. I love my country. I like to think I'd die for my country. Unless my country makes me choose the cause or my country. See, we're starting to have to think about this in America, and there's never been a generation that's had to think about this before. I I have a very good understanding and knowledge of the history of our country. I know sacrifices that have been made. I Love my country. I, I like to consider myself a patriotic American. I mean, I, I'm so patriotic that if we'd have boys, I'd have named them all John Wayne. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just where I'm at. That's my wife prayed so hard for girls because people would have looked that funny. This is my daughter, John Wayne. You're laughing because you think I'm joking. Uh, but my greatest loyalty is not to my country. It's to my God. And for centuries, the reason why we could have so much loyalty to our country is because we were one nation under God. In God we trust. I, I think that we ought to be willing and praise God that many of our men seen before me tonight have served our country and do serve our country, and we should not take that lightly, and I thank God for that. I think we ought to still, in the United States of America, we ought to be willing to take up arms for our country, for the freedoms of our family. I think we ought to be willing to fight for our country. But if my country comes to me and wants me to endorse the murder of unborn children, I can't do it. I won't do it. The other abominations that have become so prominent in our country I've been making this statement lately, and, and I'm, 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 it's just something we need to think about. Because our patriotism cannot get in the way of our Christianity. If we believe this Bible, and as we begin to get an understanding of the events of this world, uh, this world is going to get less and less friendly to the cause of Christ. We may have to choose, we may have to decide is it cause? Or is it country? We've certainly gone through some things in the last couple of years. I can tell you this, that if the government ever came and said, you can't have church, I'm not choosing my country. I'm choosing the cause. And and please don't misunderstand where I stand on this. Be careful with 100% back to blue. I I know I've, I've, I've crossed the line there. I'm not saying that I don't, but I back law and order. Justice. Because one day, one day if history plays itself out and history repeats itself and always does, that's who it'll be who'll try to put a chain on the front door of the church. Yeah, right. Something we have to think about. Right. Cause over country. My greatest loyalty is to God. I can say that. There are hills tonight that I will not die on because I don't think they're worth dying on. But I'll die on the hill of where this book says I should stand. Number five. I'd say the the most pointed to to the end, the most thought-provoking to the end. Cause over country and then cause over company. Paul had a lot of ministry companions. We spent some time on that, didn't we? Those that helped him in ministry. But not everybody stayed with Paul. And certainly Paul was alone. Paul was writing from this prison cell. He had to put the cause over company. I say that because not everyone will stand where you stand. And there's too many today, Christians say, how do you know this? If if one does it, it's too many. Who will put popularity, convenience... Companionship over the cause. Our loyalty should be to Jesus Christ. Above family, above friends, above companions, our loyalty should be to Jesus Christ. By the way, he's the only one who's ever died for my sins. He's the only one who's died for your sins. He should have our loyalty. Now, I pray, I pray that we don't become, we, have, we don't get faced with these things, but I think it's more important for us to think about it before they come, the cause, the cause. Are you willing to stand? Are you willing to serve? No matter the cost, no matter the consequences. It's a tough thing. They have to choose the people. And don't fall for this. Well, if you love me, you wouldn't spend so much time at that, that church. Well, if you love Christ, you'd be there with me. I'm not falling for that guilt trip. Why, why do you love that church more than you love me? Why do you love sin more than you love God? That's what you come back with. It's the truth. Now, these are tough places to be, but you need to decide. Let me help you. If you've got a child in that nursery, you better decide these things now while they're still in that nursery. With God as our help, we won't be faced with this with those that turn away from God, but you better decide ahead of time that if God places you in his will, and he does, and God gives you his word, which he has, and God places you in the church, I hope you're in the Emmanuel Baptist Church because it's the will of God, God brought you here, then it ought to be God who chooses to take you out, not a companion who's going to leave you. These are things that we must think about. Well, I, I, pray, I pray to God that, that my children always serve God. That is my prayer. And as they leave my home, they're going to have to decide, are they going to stay with the things that the Bible teaches, stay with what they've been taught, or they going to have to turn their back on it. I pray to God they always stay faithful, as I do for your children, that they always stay faithful. But at the time they were little girls, they knew don't ever make dad choose between them and God. Because with God as my helper, I'll choose him. Because it's the cause. I love you. All of you. Yes, that, that means you. That's everybody. I love the people God gives me a privilege to pastor. I would do anything for you. Many of you, you've tested that. In, but I love you. But if you make me choose you or the cause, I must choose the cause. Well, oh, pastor didn't love me. No, Pastor loves you. But I've already decided. Long before I preached my first sermon as the pastor of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, I decided that I take the cause. I stand with the cause. It'd be a wonderful thing if we all decided that we're going to stay in this together as God's church and we're going to see this thing through and we're going to reach people and other families and have them added to, to the church and we're going to stay faithful to the Lord us, comes and gets us or calls us home. And we're just going to see what we're going to do as a group of people. But it's a disheartening thing when somebody falls by the wayside. You decide now that no matter what, I'm staying with the cause. Paul writes... For this cause. You think Paul liked being in jail? I don't think he did. You think Paul liked being in those conditions? I don't think he did. You think Paul liked being an enslaved to, 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 to unjust governments? I don't think he did. Do You think Paul enjoyed the beatings and all that he went through? No, he didn't enjoy it. Paul had physical ailments he didn't enjoy. But he said, for this cause, I'm writing you from prison. For this cause, I bow my knees to the Lord Jesus Christ. It was the cause. Paul had decided before he was ever put behind bars. You and I, I, I whenever I do pre, premarital counseling, I tell these young couples, as you get married before you ever have a child, decide how you're going to discipline them. Because you better decide. Because when they look at you with those big eyes and they start crying and said, that's right, hon, mom is being unfair. She is being, she is being a little overboard on that. You better decide before. I, I pray to God. And by the way, I've been giving us some warnings, some things to think about for the last couple of years when it comes to our own nation. But make no mistake, I'm not giving up on my country. Make no mistake, God's people are, 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 are all over the United States of America. I've not given up on the United States of America. Uh, I, we, we're going we're to still press forward, but I'm just giving us some things to think about that if we are brought with a decision, what are we going to do? We stay with the cause. Uh, Christian, stay with the cause. Simple thought that I want us to ponder where are my lines? I say this to young preachers and it's good for me to say to everybody tonight. What's your list of non-negotiables? Things that you're not going to negotiate. You want to come tell me to give up my Bible? I'm not negotiating that with you. It's a non-negotiable. The way I believe God wants me to rear my children, I'm not negotiating that with you. It's a non-negotiable. What are your, you, everybody in here, what are your non-negotiables? These are, these are places that we, if you don't know where you ought to stand, borrow your pastor's stand until you get this, you get in your own mind and your own heart. This is what I believe. This is where I stand. Know what you believe. Choose the cause for this cause. We have not been asked to pay a heavy price. I'm not looking for that, but before we're ever presented with that, we need to decide what is it that we're going to do. Where do I stand? What do where where am I going to uh, draw the lines and know what we? I believe the things of God we're standing for. Uh, I, I'm 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 not it, it, I'm not I'm not looking for conflict, um, but I believe that before it comes, we ought to know where we. Stand. we got to know what we're going to do for this cause. The cause. Let's keep the cause with a priority. Let's remember, it's the cause of Christ. There is no greater cause. Every time I read, I'll finish with this illustration and and we'll go home. Every time I I read and and do a study and get prepared a message to um, bring concerning the Apostle Paul, my mind always goes back. To a place that, in my mind, over in Israel, the old city of Caesarea, where Paul stood before Agrippa. The famous words, Almost thou persuadest me. But Paul had an opportunity as he was in prison to invoke his Roman citizenship to be released. But instead, he allowed himself to be placed in a ship sent across the Mediterranean so that the gospel could get to Rome. I bring that up because I think this, if Paul had not done, that's, that's how you and I got the gospel. I'm a Gentile. That's how we got the gospel. Because the cause demanded discomfort. The cause demanded discomfort conflict, the cause demanded sacrifice, the cause demanded solitude and and Paul, it's what God had for him. Paul was willing to do that for this cause. Now it's true, God's not going to require of you and I the same thing he required for the Apostle Paul. But we ought to be willing to stay with the cause. Mom and Dad, when you get frustrated, remember the cause. Those children are part of the cause. I, I'm going to, with God as my helper, keep, keep the lines where they need to be because that next generation is worth fighting for. It's worth drawing those lines for. And you get frustrated in your area of service, remember there's a cause that, that, that we don't even understand how important our role is, but just remember for this cause.